I'm James Ingram, and welcome to Make My Logo Bigger, where we speak with creatives in the ad business. On today's episode, we have our very first returning guest, a big deal for us here at Make My Logo Bigger. He's an old friend and now sits as Senior VP and Executive Creative Director at Trampoline Branding, a position he was just stepping into the last time we spoke, the one and only John King. Sit back as we explore what shifted for him over the past year in his new position and what insight he has to offer about the agency model in Halifax and beyond. As always, it's an honor to chat with you, Sean. I'm excited to catch up. Sean, how are you doing? Good, man. Always good to be here. Made it through the snow? Making it. Yeah. It's a work in progress. (laughs) I'm I'm loving the winters here, at least for a minute. Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't don't share the same. No. uh, No. I don't know why, but I could do without it. Last year, I would have felt differently, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, when I skied, it was a different thing. Yeah. You know, but that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going skiing. No, I'm over it. I'm not doing the hot, the cold baths either. No? Well, I mean, you have motivated me a little bit. Yeah. But uh, that's one word. It's going to take it. a bit of work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I've annoyed most people. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, it's inspiring, you know? Yeah. It's a bit of a thing these days. It's working. I love it. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I've told you this, but I, I just wish I could get over the mental. Like, that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's the mental part of it. The only thing, the only thing I can say is you got to believe that it's, it's like short-term pain. Yeah. It's the first five or six immersions. They're awful. There's no other way to say it. It's just awful. And then it changes. Yeah. And then the, and then it's just, you know, it's, it's still cold of course, but it's not, it's hard to describe. It's not the same. Yeah. It's sustainable and you can really relax. I was, I was talking to someone about this the other day where there's something about the shock and the stress of entry. Yeah. And then you're naturally know somehow that you have to get as calm and relaxed as possible to get through this. So that translates into other things in life, right? Yeah. You know, yesterday was a particularly stressful day and I was able to a bit, I was a bit disappointed in myself, but I was able to kind of bring my mood, level it out. That's the part I like about it. You know, because I can put myself back in the tank and I'd be like, okay, let's start to feel like we feel like when we're there. And it's, with repetition, it's, it's doable. Yeah, I'm going to try to figure that out without the cold water. Yeah. Well, you know what? Breathing. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? There's a, what is it? The four? Box breathing. Box breathing. Yeah. I did look that up. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And then there's, there's others, all kinds of different breathing techniques. It's good stuff. It is. So first question, how has it been stepping back? You know, we were here last time you were making that transition from client side back to agency. So now you're there. You've been there for a bit. Yeah. Agency world. How's it look? What's it like stepping back into that? It's been good. I mean, I I was really cautious, you know, going back. Yeah. And the thing that I was most cautious about was probably getting too emotionally invested, you know, and all of the things that come with that. So, you know, there was a lot of gut checking, you know, yeah. like what stuff in this space matters to me, what stuff doesn't. And yeah. always working on that sort of balance, like where where should I dig in and where should I not? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's gone pretty well. I mean, I you certainly have been reminded of the stresses of working inside an agency environment yes. and working with clients and all of that, that stuff. Um, you know, but I think the biggest takeaway for me has, has been that, you know, I do enjoy it. Yeah. I got a lot of fulfillment from being in that space and, and managing all the things that come with it. Yeah. And some of it's the work and some of it's not the work. Yeah. Some of it's, you know, the relationships and, and yeah. managing the, the, the difficulties that we, that we have to navigate. And there's a buzz, there's a buzz around agency life, right? For sure. Yeah. There's an energy that's, yeah. that's different. And, uh, um, you know, pressure and then yeah. fulfillment and 
Yeah, it's it's there. There's definitely a certain amount of pressure required, mm-hmm. right? And I think you know that's something that people seem to forget sometimes. You yeah. know, it's not it's not always going to be easy. It's no. not always going to be uh, you know, hey, good work, approve, let's go. It's it's not really like that. No. So again, you know, reminded of all of that, but I do I do find uh, an immense amount of you know satisfaction from overcoming yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Selling an idea, making, executing it well and the way we wanted to is so gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, I, I think that's why I got into this, right? As yeah. soon as I, we talked about this, as soon as I discovered a thing called advertising photography, yeah. it's like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh. For that reason. I mean, you know, there's a lot, there are worse things you could be doing for yes. sure. Uh, and everything's got its own version of stress and pressure. Yeah. There's something about this version of it that works for me. Yeah. You know? Good. Yeah. You've designed it well, right? I mean, I know we kind of spoke about this when you were thinking about going back, but you really put the barriers in place that you needed to, to keep you healthy, right? And to do the job. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that. I don't know if those barriers are barriers related specifically to this industry or if they're just barriers related to- Sean. How I want to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the more I do it, to be honest, I feel like that's more of what it is. Yeah. And you're afforded that with your experience, I I would say, right? Well, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone's afforded it, to yes. be honest. I, I just think that you you don't know that you're afforded that. Yeah. It takes a while to figure it out. Yeah. And and it takes a while to put your own boundaries in place to uh, to create it for yourself. Yeah. And the thing that I have always come back to is that that's what needs to happen. You know, like no one's going to create that for you. Nope. You have to, you have to recognize it and you have to figure out for your own, your own well-being, what those boundaries are and, and can you stick to them? Yeah. That's the thing, sticking to them. Right? Yeah. And it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. Because it's really easy to cave in, in the moment. Well, you know, all this guilt that people have about, yeah. am I working enough? Am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? It's, that's something yes. that I've not seen to the level, you know, that it exists now. Wow. Probably one of the biggest differences, I would say, in in navigating the agency world or probably the work world in general, yeah. you know, is just this level of pressure and intensity that people are taking on. Yeah. Always trying to navigate how much of that is self-inflicted, how much of that is real. Yeah. How much of it is pretend. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one. It's funny, and I don't, I don't know. I find it's because I know this business, but I find that people who work in the ad business, they really give a shit. The yeah. good ones yeah. to a fault almost. I was just going to say maybe too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's a been a problem for me. Um, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I would say in my first go around, you know, in the agency world, yeah, it was more of a problem than it is now. But I think that one of the benefits of stepping away was recognizing that. Yeah. And um, figuring that part out. I will never sit here and tell you I don't care. No, uh, I, mean, I know that's not true. But yeah. I've gotten better at caring about the, what I think are the right things. Yeah. You know? And letting the rest go. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't know how you stay sane. I honestly don't. No, I mean, like I said, you know, and yesterday was a small thing, but it just, I just don't want to live in that headspace. No, right? no. You know, I'm kind of like, I have the tools not to, right? I know right. how this story goes. I've been in this movie before many times, yeah. so. Yeah. It'll all work out. Yep. I mean, it always does. It always does. It's you know, incredible. It's funny you say that because I always think every time there's a new project in front of us, yeah. you know, I always get a little anxious. I get oh, a little, yeah. you know, like oh, yeah. wound tight. And I always got to come back to that idea. Like, we're not going to, we're not going to not do something here. Yeah. You know, like we will come up with something. Yeah. But the, the question is, you know, is it going to be any good? Yeah. And it's funny because it's definitely easier 
to do shittier work. Yes. You know, you can do bad work and let it go and it would be easy to do. The good work is the stuff that's harder to do, yeah, right? It is. And, and that's where I find I tend to invest more. We, we, we've got a, something that feels like it's something. Yeah. You know, that's when I kind of dig in because it's yeah. it's hard to bring that stuff to the life goosebumps. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The goosebumps. So yeah. you recently shared a, a great blog touching on some of the things you learned switching from client side to agency side, agency side once again. We're really interested in that and the importance of those relationships. We talk about that a lot here on the podcast. Can you share some of those thoughts about this important element and what you've learned through those experiences? The relationship thing? The relationship right. thing. Yeah. Look, I um, I would say to you that it was always my own way of coping. You know, the, my way of, of doing my job and feeling better about doing that job was by creating a rapport with the people I work with. Yeah. Now that's people internally, that's clients. It just, for me, always felt like if I had a decent rapport, then I could say the things I wanted to say, or yes. I could share the ideas and be open and honest and all of those things. Yeah. Which again, also very true internally. And uh, so I did that for those reasons, but I've come to learn that that's, that's a real, it's a real, um, driving force behind your ability to do the things you want to do when you can create that kind of rapport with people. Yeah. And again, I think about just management, just management of a team. Mm. Um, you know, if you have a good rapport with those people, everything is, is better. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And I don't think that that's any different anywhere. No. You know, and, and what I would say started out for me as a way to, for myself to cope with, <laughs> you know, I feel better about saying these things if I know you're not going to get upset if I say it. Yes. Turned out to be, um, you know, I think a truth. Yeah. Just a, a human truth. Yes. And so I really do lean into that uh, in the way that I work. And, you know, vulnerability is an amazing, amazing tool. Is it changed for you? Like from the last time you were in a leadership position in an agency like that? Maybe in the sense that I, I think I know what it is now, mm. you know? So it's gone from being a coping mechanism, you know, for me individually yeah, to like a tool that you lean into and use to help everyone, you know? Yeah. You know, the response that I get from that is the thing that always reminds me it's a good way to be. Yes. You know, when you see people open up and you see people also share, to me, it's often been the difference between someone feeling like they have to do something that you've asked for and wanting to do it because yeah. you're on the same page and, and they just want to, yeah. they want everyone to feel as good about it as you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The difference would be just, again, how I, how I've chosen to use it. Yeah. You know, and it, it's bigger now than just making me feel better. It actually has a larger impact. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, like a, like an age thing, a stage of life thing when you start to uh, observe these yeah. things, you know, when you yeah. start to actually understand what, what it's doing rather than react. Exactly. Yeah. But it feels good, you know, to, to, to recognize it and to know how to, to use it the way you want to. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way, in a manip manipulative way. I think it's, that's part of why it works because it's, yeah. it's not manipulative. It's honest. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, we're going to talk about process here in a minute. Personally, I can, I've said this to Mark and Rick's before, you could be in the middle of a big job and I'm like focusing on producing stuff or something mm -hmm. and then, and I hate it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. And then I go back and I'm like, okay, let's talk about lighting. Let's talk about what we're going to... And then I'm like, oh, okay, this is where I need yeah. to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I, I will tell you that there so is So we brought a, in a producer, you know, like, it's just yeah. like, I can't be... I can't be... That's not what I'm good at. Yeah. And that's a thing, right? Right. Like, I think... Um, I'm okay at it, but I'm not good at it. And like it's a, not the thing that makes you at your best. No. You know? And I'm not happy there. Yeah. I would say to you, you know, I remember um, years ago when I, I had sort of switched from being the creative director to president of the agency. Yeah. 
And, uh, and the problem with that probably at the time was that I did it and gave up everything related to the creative side. I remember that. And I was kind of miserable eventually. Yeah. And not recognizing that for me, there was an aspect of the work and the process of doing the work, selling it, yeah. everything that really, really got well, you me can't, going. You can't get that. I mean, I, I, we said this, but the first time I met you, I, I walked away and I'm like, this guy <laughs> is crazy for advertising and ideas. <laughs> it's a weird thing, he man. He just all, he just, you lived it, yeah. slept it, ate it. Like, yeah. And probably too much. Probably. But you're 20 something and what, you know, yeah, like a kid in the candy store. I think you sort of have to go through that. I mean, yes. I remember I had, you know, stacks of books on my nightstand, all related to No, you're different that way. Like not everybody had that level of- But I had to stop that. All in. Yeah. You know? It's consuming. Because it was like no other perspective. No. And- um, Some great ideas came out of that though. Yeah. But it's, you know, again, I look at it now, like <laughs> I actually try to avoid it now. Yeah. You know, like I read way less about it than I ever used to. Um, I don't pay attention to most of the publications. Now, you know, some might argue maybe I should, but may and maybe from a, like a business perspective, it might be good, but I, I don't want it to pollute me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't feel polluted right now. But you have such a different understanding of yourself now than you did 20 years ago, right? Like, well, it's life, I think. Kind right? of, yeah. Just yeah. What, what works for you. It's crazy. And, and my focus now, you know, not just in my work life, but I guess in life is, yeah. you know, like here's an example, right? COVID, you know, taught me this one. Like I just, I can't watch the news anymore. No. You know, and, Every, and you know, there's a lot of people saying that. Yeah. Because it just, again, it infects my thoughts with yes. all this crazy crap. Yeah. And look, uh, we were just watching something last night on TV. Oh, there's a great movie. It's uh -huh. called um, Chasing the Present, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah. And there's a moment in this movie where this father tells his son, he goes, he stopped watching the news. I might get this wrong, but he said, it was something like, you can't, you can't change what's happening in the world, but it can change what's happening to you. Yeah. And his point was, you know, you can watch the news 24 seven and it will bring you, drag you into some dark, deep holes. Yes. But you, if you, you can't really do anything about it. No. And so he just stops and he goes, yeah. it stops infecting my, yeah. you know, my thoughts. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, And the man. sun comes up and the sun goes down and. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, you surround yourself. It's the same idea of surrounding, you surround yourself with good people, then you, you, you feel better, you do yeah. better, you try hard, all those things. If you consume that stuff all the time, you're just, you're going to feel that way. Well, you get time. into, and I did too, like you get into this news cycle and it's like, you go to it, you know, you're going to CNN, you're going to the New York Times and you're looking for an answer. Yeah. You know, today I'm going to find something good. No, yeah. you're not. No. That's not news. That's not news. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's news it's for just, a reason. Yeah. It just doesn't, doesn't provide me with the soul uh, food that I need. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, I don't know. I don't know. If it's an age thing, my wife and I talk about this a lot now. It's like you are looking for things that feed you in a, in the most positive ways. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and bad That's energy. No. You know, wherever that comes from, you know, it's not good. No, don't need it. Don't need it. You know. You also touch on process uh, in that blog that you wrote. Yeah. How has your process changed over the years? You know, I don't know if it has. It's um. And then, what does it mean to you? Yeah, it, the process has always been some version of the same approach, you know, and for me, it's always been about first and foremost, is there something that we're talking about that we're excited about? Yeah. Like at the, at the highest level, forget if it's on strategy, forget how we're going to execute, forget how much it might cost, forget all of those things. Yeah. Have we got something on our hands that we're, am I getting goosebumps? Are we actually excited the about idea this stage. thing? At the yeah. idea stage. And once we do, it becomes all about how do we make that happen? And then how do we make it right? And yeah. then how do we make it affordable? Like all that stuff comes later. Right. At least for me, you know, I think there was a point in time where I shifted my focus from, okay, we have an idea now. Now let, I, I'm going to shift my focus to how do I help sell this? How do I help get this through the process that it's now up against, mm. you know, because the process always is the harder part. 
Yeah. It's the part that more often than not kills the, the best stuff. And, um, you know, the last thing I want to see is something die in a boardroom because a wrong word was used or some, the wrong person presented it. And I don't mean yeah. that because they were a bad presenter, but if there's a, is a bad rapport in that room that yeah. we knew about, but didn't pay attention to, yeah. or, you know, yeah. anything like that. Oh yeah. So I think that's probably the biggest difference for me is I've spent more time thinking about once we've got something, you know, more time thinking about now, how can I help get this through the system so that we actually can execute this on the other side? Once it's birthed, then you have yeah. to raise it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've got, we've got all the people we need who are really good at crafting this stuff that can manage the details. Yeah. So I've stopped worrying as much about that stuff. Yeah. And focusing more on, you know, just creating the path to make it happen. Yeah. So knowing you, when you came in, you first came in, you were talking about a shoot you were on. Yeah. Piece of light. And it's so you that that whole situation. I mean, I don't know. I've always thought that this this stuff kind of follows you around in a sense. So spontaneous moments, setting up the shoot in a way, either consciously or unconsciously to be open to that. Yeah. To make that change, to get the crew to buy into it and everybody to buy into it, the client to buy into it. Like, yeah. It, you know, you, know you take that lightly but that's that's talent right to make that happen i mean i guess so i i think it's um there's an expectation management part of this yeah that that needs to happen you know and i've had the bad versions of that yeah you know where where you you're working on something and it's so rigid and nailed down that anything left or right of that you know even if it's better yeah is unaccepted yeah you know well that's not what we said so we can't do that right i've seen that happen enough where it was particularly something that might have made a situation or a piece of work better and we couldn't embrace it right you know because of the Rigidity. process yeah and it's really unfortunate yeah and so again part of the process for me is really trying to manage expectations to allow for some of those you know happy accidents we'll call them <laughs> that that if you ignore you know it's an opportunity missed Yes. Um, and if, if the expectations are, are so that, Hey, this might happen. And if it does, you know, let's, I let's consider it. it for a minute. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't, and so if it doesn't, what? nothing ventured, nothing gained. Right. That's right. Um, in this particular industry, that seems to work really well. Yeah. If you have a client that's open to that. Beautiful. And, and again, so that's where I, I put some energy, right. Is, yeah. is how can I make sure that we're together on this? Yes. So if I start, if I start going over there, you're not sitting back writing notes and you're going to call my boss and say, you know, he didn't follow the path. Yeah. What the fuck's going on, on Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And look, and, and, and I would say to you that I've, more times than not, that's, that's always made something better. Yes. You know? That's my point. I mean, we talked about this last time you were here about uh, Fubar, you know, about the, oh, the smoking, yeah. candy smoking campaign. Yeah. I mean, that was riddled with that sort of right. stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, and you know, that experience in and of itself was one that taught me that. Yes. You know, and then, and you're constantly trying to recreate that scenario. Right. To get back to that yeah. place. Yeah. How do you go back to a space that allows that stuff to That happen? must have been some moment, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's probably the equivalent of like Pearl Jam's first album, exactly. you know, like how do yeah. you do that again? Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So in the past, you shared with us some of these philosophies and broader ideas of marketing yeah. uh, that are in, that inspire and motivate you. Has it always been the case? Has that always been consistent? I think that the nature of what inspires me has been consistent, but maybe the specifics have changed. You know, I get highly motivated by... I don't know how to explain this. So let me, let me, let me try it another way. You know, you can hear a good song, yeah. right? You don't necessarily know why you like it. You know, maybe it's the lyrics, maybe it's the music itself. Maybe it's the melody of the lyrics. There's, there's so many elements to a song. And I remember one time having a discussion with my wife and she said, why do you like this song? And I said, oh, it just sounds so good. Like, I love that. 
I love that tune. She's like, have you heard the lyrics? And I realized when she asked me that question, I never actually listened to the words. Mm, you now, were in love with the melody. I was in love with the music, yes. right? And so that was motivating to me. I would say that there are so many versions of advertising that, that are like that. So it's like, again, I'd say this to people all the time now, if at one time my favorite part was the creative the coming up with an idea, yeah. I actually think my favorite part now is sitting with a client and having a realization that the strategic direction we're on maybe isn't the right one. And and let's consider this. And then we have an aha moment and I go, like, oh my God, that's the best thing. Because it's like, yeah, we got the music figured out, but we changed the words because yeah. maybe they weren't right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And we made it better. Yeah. So I'm just really motivated by... Um, just things that resonate on a very surface level. And I would say to you, again, this is one of those things that for me has always started as a coping mechanism. You know, I would always say to myself, I'm just a layman's guy. Like I just, I, I receive things the way everybody receives it. Yeah. And because of that, I'm going to receive this idea the same way everyone will receive it. Interesting. And I'm over here with goosebumps. There's something going on here that yeah. we shouldn't ignore. Yeah. And it's just paid dividends. Yeah. You know, like I still stick to that. You really trust your gut, don't you? Well, I've, I've learned to, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I, I didn't in the beginning. I'm like, man, well, I would get goosebumps and be like, look, man, I hope it's not just me. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. But it was, there was a real visceral reaction to things. And, you know, I, what I took from that was that visceral reaction matters. Yeah. And it matters because that's how the consumer receives what we do. Consumer doesn't have that strategic document or the goals printed out in front of them or the business, you know, objectives. No. They just hear they the no damn idea. advertising. Yeah. And if they're not reacting to it, we just put a strategy on paper and let's hope it works. Yeah. You know? And so, so I've leaned in on that because I know that's real. Yeah. You know, that's the way someone's going to hear this. And if we're all laughing and reacting and feeling something from this, there's a good chance, you know, people that we're aiming it towards will too. Right. That's interesting. So you're almost able to kind of take your, your ad hat on, put your consumer hat on and yeah. feel it as a, yeah. as a citizen that's going to be directed at. I remember reading, uh, you know, you've heard me say this before that, Hey, Whipple squeeze this one of the best advertising books ever yeah. written. Yeah. And, um, I think, I think it's in that book where it talks about, you know, let's not forget to be consumers. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I wholeheartedly believe that. And, and even as a client and, and as, and working with clients, you know, I, I mean, I, whatever version of that statement I've used, but the idea that, you know, why are we saying yeah. this? Focus group yourself. Nobody's going to care. Yeah. You know, like think about this as a human, not yeah. as the person with the marketing hat on. And is it going to matter? And when you look at it that way, it can often change the way you execute. It yeah. can often change your messaging. You know, when I went on the client side, it was really interesting because I realized in that environment that I was one of very few people that had, you know, quote unquote, the advertising lens, right? You know, the advertising lens is slightly different than the marketing lens. It is. And when I applied that lens to the things we were trying to do, what I would suggest was often quite different than what you know, the, the marketing team would suggest. Yeah. And I never understood it at first, mm. but I kind of do now. And I think, you know, as an advertising agency or advertising individual, right? you know, I've often looked at the job as taking that thing the marketers want to say, but then saying it in a way that'll resonate with the consumers that aren't marketers. And get them to act. And get them to respond. Yeah. And it is a different lens. Yeah. I think that's why, you know, going back to your earlier question and coming back to going back to the agency world, what's yeah. Like, you know, it feels like where I probably belong. Yeah. Because I 
get that. Yeah. I understand that, hey, I know what you want to say. If we say it like that, maybe, maybe yeah. we say it like this uh, and see what happens. You, yeah. you know, and um, I've always took that on as my, that's my job. And I think that's the reason why so much of the strategic discussion now excites me than it did before, because that's where that happens. Yeah. Right. That's long before you start creating. Yeah. And and if you can influence that, that's just as gratifying as as the creative you make yeah. as, a, as a response. And what's beautiful about that is you're working in tandem with marketing. Yeah. You know, as an extension. Yeah. Because it comes first, really, I yeah, guess, it does. that planning. And then the advertising is boots on the ground. It's like the last step, you yeah. know? And, yeah. and it's funny. This is why I think, you know, I, I really do think that people in the advertising world should go client side. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. Well, then we don't have to ask that question now. <laughs> It's really eye-opening, yeah. man. It's really, really eye-opening. And and um and I would say it's made me better, yeah. you know, at what I do. I now I do like doing it better on the agency side. Yeah. Kind of like military service for uh, agency people, right? Go flying. <laughs> yeah, it's one way to look at yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> but it's like it's like um, you know, I think there's this thing that we often say, uh, I don't know where it came from, but they're saying like, oh, a client's uh, engagement with an agency is really only 10% of their day. Yeah. And I remember when I first started hearing that, I was like, "Well, my god, what do they do for the other?" Yeah. 90%. Well, now I know. And it's a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's a lot of stuff, like yeah. spreadsheets and thinking and yeah. costs and yeah. planning. And oh my God, it's yeah. like heavy stuff. Oh yeah. And and having a information machine. Yeah, man. And and making decisions on price and promotion yeah. and everything. Yeah. When you have that perspective, I really do think it changes the way, maybe not the way you approach creative, but certainly the way you approach the business challenge and the client. Yeah. I have so much empathy for that now. It, it's uh, it's just really changed the way I think about what we're being asked to do. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's great. Is there anything that you've seen since you've come back in the agency that uh, any change in the ad industry that stands out since you went away? God. I mean, other than the fact that everything's moving at hyperspeed now, it seems well, like. Well, I was going to kind of say that. I, I I actually think it's there's two things. Um, this isn't necessarily new, but I, I've sort of been hit smack dab with it. And that's, you know, due to the digital and all the media channels and all the segmentation you can do. I mean, the, the requirement from a, an advertising perspective is just so much more than it was before. Yeah. You know, and there's kind of no end to it. No. And um, so it, it puts a lot of pressure, you know, on the agencies to fulfill and to roll out every every piece in every aspect. Well, and yeah. That puts pressure on how you sell an idea. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, there are some that want to see every piece that of that they're going to buy in the media, uh, you know, mocked up and demonstrated before they buy an idea. Yeah. And the only reason I take issue with that is because I don't think you need to know how it's going to roll out to understand if it's a good idea. Yeah. And so I often like to do, let's mock up a couple of pieces to get the idea across, not spend our time and money mocking up every single version of how it's going to roll out. Yeah. That's a waste of time and money. Some of these are going to die. And, and not everyone can can receive it that way, yeah. you know. And so that creates pressure when you're going through the process. Yeah. I would say the other, the biggest thing for me, uh, change, and and this isn't specific to advertising, but you know, advertising is it, like I I would tell you it's a hard business. I mean, it's it's its own version of hard. Every yeah. business is difficult. Yes. Um, I think part of what makes advertising its version of difficult is the subjective nature of everything we do. Yeah. You know, and passion from those people who create that stuff. Yeah. Uh, combined 
combined with you know the art and science of it all right it's this weird collision of things and plus um, all the input from clients that don't you know have the training in advertising yeah. and marketing but they're writing the check so they have an yeah. opinion and it's not like aerospace right no, no it's not like wouldn't, fact and fiction like it's that's the thing about it right in there the subjectivity of it all is is probably what makes it hard oh right yeah. and and you know people in the ad business will say this all the time if i was going to build you your house and i put a plan in front of you you know you would buy the plan you don't yeah. make me build it and then say you don't like it like i mean maybe that happens but well, i always use the plumber uh, analogy and think people are yeah. sick of hearing that but but yeah. I, so i think you know it's got its own version of, of difficult uh, yes i think that when you apply to that what i would say is now this very welcomed and encouraged awareness yeah. of of all the mental health issues that people are navigating four and five i think that you know it's now much more difficult it is and and that's not to suggest that people shouldn't have these issues i mean i love the fact that those issues are now being talked about so much yes beautiful it's absolutely necessary right i think though that what that does in our space is it impacts how you operate within it yeah you know you've got to be you've got to be aware yeah. Uh, of how you manage people, how you manage process, how you give feedback, how you, how you do everything and how sensitive you are to, yeah. to those that are, are trying to navigate that. Yeah. And again, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not under any false uh, sense of, of uh, entitlement around the right. idea that this is just an advertising. Um, but it definitely was something that I noticed when I came back right. and, and um, you know, embraced yeah. uh, because again, it falls into that vulnerability camp. And I think that if you are open about those things and you, and you talk about those things, I mean, I've literally seen people who have gone from, you know, concerned, you know, do I belong? Am I doing the right things? Go from that to whatever you guys need. I'm here. Wow. Simply because you've talked through something with them or you've acknowledged that it's yeah. okay. You, you, you know, I really feel like trampoline is a safe space for that though. I really feel like you Listen, guys are very inclusive and, yeah. and loving and, and it's, understanding. It's a beautiful thing about that place. Yeah. So that that's definitely one of the things that has made it. And again, I don't think that that's an average thing. I think that yes, that's human nature yeah. in, in 2023, yeah. you know, yeah. and we just have to, to figure out how to work with it. So now after all these, this time, what does a fulfilling project look like to you? Like, how do you measure, okay, I'm really happy with the results of that, yeah. what we did. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm currently in the middle of, of doing some judging for the marketing awards. Cool. And uh, I've done that before. Yes. And in my previous version, you know, round one of agency life. Yep. And you know, I took it real seriously, right? Yeah. And I would judge the work and I would cut the shit up that was bad and I would, you know, celebrate the stuff that was good. My own attitude towards great work or even awards, frankly, has changed quite a bit because it's kind of this misleading uh, rabbit hole. Because if you, you can very easily put a disproportionate amount of energy into winning in award shows. Yeah. And that makes the assumption that you know that the work you put in there yeah. has a shot at winning. Yeah. And there's so much more to it than that. And, yeah. s and there's an odd amount of, of factors that have nothing to do with the work. Right. That play into that. What else was entered? Yeah. Who's judging it? Yeah. Do they know you? Yeah. Like, like the list goes on. I mean, I know that some of the biggest awards we ever won, we had some friendlies in the room that fought for right. us. Yeah. You know, without that, it's like politics, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I found now, and I'll get to the answer here in a second, but it's making Beautiful. a point. Yeah. I, I'm looking, I'm judging the work. And then this year that they, they've asked that if you're scoring something like below a certain score, can you provide some feedback? Yeah. And at first I was like, oh, this is an unusual request. Like really? But, and so what I found myself, doing is just saying things like, look, this is actually solid work. Like yeah. this is a good piece of work for this brand and a 
is probably even working. Yeah. But in the context of an award show, right, right. this doesn't hold up yeah. to some of the stuff that will get, you know, noticed in this context and be awarded. Yeah. And I, I it's interesting. It doesn't mean it's not effective. It doesn't mean it's not good. It's just not award worthy. Yeah. And and what is award worthy, right? Yeah. So there's a certain kind of work yeah. that seems to win things. Um, and you know, usually it's the work that makes you laugh, cry, feel something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that the work that didn't do that was bad. Yeah. And you know, you see a lot of That's work. That's interesting though. Yeah. Cause I think I used to think like that. Yeah, me too. I think we all did. You yeah. Know, if it too. doesn't win an award, it, nah, it's meh. Yeah. And so for me, I forget the wording of the question, but, but when I look at what we do. Fulfilling projects. Yeah. I mean, they're all fulfilling. Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. They're all fulfilling in the sense that you've had to navigate something along the way. Yeah. And in order for it to get Some out there. Some hurdle. Yeah, yeah. You had to have passed it and, and that's fulfilling. Yeah. There, anything that's in a normal circumstance, a normal piece of work that we're doing, there are usually various points through that process that you just take a moment. Like I go home at night and go, fuck, that was a good day. Right on. Like I feel yeah. good about that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it was just a conversation. Yeah. Um, the most fulfilling thing, of course, is when we've got something we're really, really happy and excited about and it gets through the process and it comes out the other side the way we'd hoped. It's executed well and people take notice. I mean, that is still the most fulfilling thing. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat that. That's what's so great about this business is that feedback, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to be ready for the bad feedback yep. too. Yeah. But when it's good, there's yep. no better feeling. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. Now I make this weird effort to like allow myself to get excited about the good things. Cause right. I used to always, I used to always like sort of try to hold back, you yeah. know, like just don't get too excited. It might throw people off here. But now I'm like, no, allow yourself to get excited about the good things and don't let yourself get down in the dumps about the shit. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. it's like watching the news. Yeah. If all I do is dwell on the shit that didn't go right. Yeah. How fulfilling is that? Not. I used this analogy with a buddy of mine a while back, and uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I, I said you should treat, you almost treat your energy like money in your wallet. And you know, if you spend your money on shit, you have buyer's remorse on. Yeah. You, know, you feel bad about it. Like I spent all my money, and I don't even like what I got. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like how I think about my energy. Is like, yeah. what do I want to spend it on? Yeah. And I want to spend it on the shit that when it shows up, I'm really glad I did that. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. You know? And I think that becomes a bigger deal as the older we get. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can you give us some insight into the work you're tackling at Trampoline these days? The work. Anything exciting? Yeah, it's, well, it's all exciting. <laughs> yes, it sure is. Yeah, we've got some big projects happening right now that are, like, I don't want to say anything before they, before they come out, but, you know, there's a couple of, um, we've been able to take some clients and take some big swings, you know, and, and have them pay off, buy in and say, yeah, let's go for it. And, yeah. and again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, some discussions about what the possibilities of this could be yeah. and then having them buy in. Wow. So we've got three or four four things like that happening right now that are, are really exciting. And this is since you've been there, right? Oh, this, this is, is like on in the your last tour. Yeah. four months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's got to feel great. Uh, I'll share without, again, without getting into who of it is, but, but yeah. I'll, you know, we, we had a client who was, who was talking about wanting to do some, some things that were more emotional, more, more about the brand you know, let's say then the product had an idea one night and it was kind of a big idea. And I took them for a drink and said, Sold it. you know, listen, this is the idea. There was nothing on paper. There was nothing mocked up, no, nothing Love written it. down. Love it. It was just like, this is where I think yeah. we could go with this thing. I don't know how we get there. I don't know what it's going to cost. And I'm not asking,
asking you to say yes. I'm asking you to say, let's go find out. Yeah. And we shot wow. the first of three of these things a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And, you know, we're going to see it through and, you know, I'm nervous about it. Yeah. We, we're, we've only begun it and yeah. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it's one of those scenarios where, you know, the management, the expectations have been managed and we, we are aligned on yeah. the possibilities yeah. and, and sort of pushing forward that way. But you got to be brave, right? got to be, you got to be brave for sure. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like the equivalent of having an educated guess. It's like, Intuition. you know, think odds are this is going to be awesome. Yeah. It doesn't mean there isn't, there isn't room for it to fall down. Um, and so that's the mode you go in, yeah. right? It's like, how do we see this through and not fuck it up along the way? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Keep yourself out of trouble and, and deliver. Yeah. And, and um, it's like carrying that idea through a minefield. Yeah, you man. Know? It's you got to exactly. get through that minefield to the other side. Like that's when the work starts, when they buy the idea. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, oh, you want us to do that. Yeah. Oh, and okay. you know, it's funny you say that because <laughs> I would say to you when I was younger, you know, to me, I used to think that we sold the idea. We're done. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. No. Like you just started, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. now you got to actually go do this. You got to go build it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So I actually get more nervous about that than, than the ideas themselves, yeah. you know, because a good idea executed poorly, I suppose it's better than a bad idea executed poorly. But the potential of an idea, if it's executed poorly, just diminishes down to nothing. It's the worst. Yeah. And um, so it's really important. And that's why, you know, we talk about using energy. I I try to put my energy in the things that have that potential. Yeah. Like we've got a shot with this piece. Yeah. Let's, let's really, you know, stay close and make it happen. It's funny. And I can't even remember what it was. I remember talking to Anthony one time about something or other that was done. And uh, he just said, you know, um, the execution failed on that. Yeah, 100%. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like if I would have been involved in that, that would be like the worst thing yeah. you could hear. Right? Yeah. And it happens. I mean, he's just so honest about it, right? Yeah. It's just like the idea is good, the execution was bad, so therefore it doesn't work. Uh, I, I mean, I've often said that. I'm mean, like, you know, I like your idea better than the way you executed it. Ouch. Yeah. And so, you know, you think you talk about process. But those are two things. They are two things. It's like the song. Separate. Yes. Right? Hey, the music's great. The lyrics sucked. Yeah. Or the the lyrics were great, but the melody was awful. And they are very different skills. And this yes. is what I mean. Like even from an advertising perspective or someone creative in advertising, you know, this is a funny thing to actually think about. You'll have people in the advertising world that are amazing at coming up with work, but they can't sell it in a boardroom if their life depended on no. it. And some people inside an agency might say, oh, that person's not a good creative. Well, that's not true at all. Yeah. Just because they can't sell. When did, did they go to school to learn how to present? <laughs> Yeah. No, no. They went to school to learn how to be an, a, a writer yeah. or an art director. Yeah. Doesn't mean they instantly know how to stand up in a room and convince someone that this is a good idea. Well, I mean, how long did it take you to get to, to be as good at it, to develop your style and your rapport and read the room and of all that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I, but I remember very clearly moments, you know, moments of, you know, is the way that I'm doing this okay? It, you know, or, or should I, should I be more buttoned down or sh like, what should I be? Yeah. And I just think the only way to figure that out is just by doing it. Yeah. Like, I don't know how else no, to. that's true. You know, just so gotta get in there. That's always my advice to um, you yeah. know people in the agencies to just do what makes you feel best, and you will surprise yourself. Yeah, with what you can do. Yeah, you just got to find your own your own way. Yeah, you, you know. And yeah. if you try to do it the way someone else wants you to do it, then you're pretending, and yeah. that's worse. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah. You know. Nowadays, I just I just do it the way you I just know. I, it's I just I pretend I'm sitting across from the table from you, and I'm trying to tell you what I think we should do. Yeah. And if there's 15 people in the room, I'm just going to do it the same way. Yeah. You know, I might stand up, yeah. you know, yeah. but, but that's the way but I try to approach The vernacular it. and the approach and everything, the way you deliver, it's the same. Yeah. And I, you, cause you it's know, you plain English, 
yeah. in a way that just people can get, yeah. you know, and that's my way. Yeah. You know, someone else's way might be just as effective, but I can't, right. I can't do that. You can't be them. Have you noticed any major shifts in the agency model since you came back? Look, if there's any major shift, and again, this isn't just advertising agencies, yeah. but it's this hybrid work model, yeah. you know, working from home or working in the office, whatever. Lots of discussion and debate about that. And, you know, even my attitude towards it has changed, you know, if, since the beginning of COVID. I, I would say I spent, you know, three years working from home. And by the end of that, I was really tired of working from home. Yeah. You know, you know, nobody to bounce ideas off of, no one to validate your thinking. Isolation. Isolation, no social interaction. How many opportunities are missed because you're not in front of someone when something comes yeah. up. And so going back, even for me personally, going back was a great thing. But it's funny, you know, I always say this to my, my son, I'm like, too much of anything is a bad thing. Yes. That like life, full yes. stop, right? Yes. Yeah. But if you apply that, this hybrid model idea, you know, I don't think being in the office all the time is the best idea. And I, I would say that from a couple of perspectives. One, you know, it's really easy to get caught up in whatever kind of chaos or drama is going on in oh, an yeah. environment like it's that. It's infectious. It's infectious for sure. Both good and bad. Yep. And sometimes taking a step back from that is, is all you really need to do, you know, create a bit of space. But I would also say not being there ever, you know, isn't good either. No. You know, I, I was thinking about this recently. My, my first opportunity to write a commercial happened because I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. You know, the senior folks were gone. Yeah. I was the guy there. Hey, do you want to give this a shot? Here's the bat. Now think about that today. That was 25 years ago. Yeah. You think about that today where people would be fine to never go in the office. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So missed opportunity, you know, but, uh, but so I think there's a, there's a balance to be had. I know with us and our team, we have a, a system where it's like 60% of the week should be in the office. So it's, yeah. it's basically like three days a week. We have one day that's mandatory, which is Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. um, and we know that that's the day everybody's there. So, so we use that group meetings, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Yeah. Load up on that. You load up on it and we have a bit of a system. So I would say the biggest thing has been navigating that, which is kind of funny because if I think about the creative world prior to this whole, you know, work from home thing, you know, we would always say to people work outside the office because yeah. you can think, Yeah. you know, and the problem with being in a creative environment, working in an office. Some is, took that too far, but well, yeah. of course, and yeah. that's always the problem, right? <laughs> Yeah. But the problem is, again, I've, I've always loved this story is that if you are working inside an office and you're a creative team and you're trying to think about ideas, it doesn't look like much. Yeah. You know, you, you're sitting across from each other, your feet up, writing yeah. on a notepad. I know. And, and you've got the other half of the office running around and doing yeah. spreadsheets and yeah. having meetings. And it looks like you're not working. Yeah. And so as a way to Plight mitigate creative. that, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I would say get out of the office. No yes. one needs to see what it looks like, yeah. you know? Um, now it's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. But so that part of it, I think has made things interesting. The model is always being discussed, you know? And I think the biggest issue with agency models now is, is recovering costs, yeah. you know, just recovering based on the hours that are required to do the things people want. I know. It's a massive it issue. It always takes longer. Always takes longer. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't know that anybody's really figured that out. You know, we've explored various models. You know, do you just bill a, a flat rate? Yeah. You know, and it's say, tough. this is what it's going to cost. And some are and you're okay reluctant. with that. Like we're reluctant to yeah. go back to clients and say, look, you yeah. know, we're, we really need some more money here. Like I, I, yeah. I hate doing that. I yeah. won't do it unless I absolutely have to. And it's strange to me. I mean, it's a business like any other. I know. I don't know you why know? we're like that. <laughs> like if it was an accounting firm or a law firm, yeah. it'd be like, yeah, here's your, you went over, here's yeah. your bill. I would argue okay. to some degree that it's a bit of our own fault. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. we've, we've made it okay. 
Yeah. Um, and until somebody decides to go, no, we're not doing that I, I even distinctly remember you talking about this years ago. I forget which agency it was. And you're like, oh, yeah. I had to get people together. Like, we're giving shit away for free yeah. here. Yeah. I got to get, this has got to stop. <laughs> it's got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing this. You know, the fear is you're going to lose the client. Well, well I mean, I guess maybe, yeah. Yeah. you know, the fear is we're going to run out of money and close. Like, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I've often been fishing for like, well, there's got to be a better way. You know, there's yeah. got to be a better way. And we, we've talked to people, even Trampoline, we've reached out to various resources. And said, yeah. you know, how do you guys do it? And does that work? And, you know, I've not encountered a single model, not one, where someone says, this is working. This is how we do it. Yeah. And I think if it existed, we'd all be doing it. Now, I got to crack that, but I also want to crack it and pay it on time. Too, right. Yeah. Right? There's that <laughs> one too. And I mean, I can imagine on your, at the scale you guys are at, that's even a larger yeah. deal. Oh, it's right? a real thing, man. It's yeah. like, it's a business. Oh, you know, never stop. Yeah. This is something I'm interested in. So what advice do you have for, for young creatives? I know we asked you about advice for younger Sean, but what advice do you have for younger creatives now? Like when you see new people coming into the agency that are, yeah. you know, 22 year old Sean Kings. Yeah. Don't be in such a hurry. Yeah. It's usually the first one. Yeah. You know, I think I've told you this before, but I've had people come in, you know, for an interview and, yeah. and they're asking how long before I get promoted. <laughs> you love that. Yeah. Is that your favorite? Oh, it's my fucking favorite. <laughs> I, seriously, like the interview's over the minute Let's I talk about that. my career. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that irritates me a lot. <laughs> um, no, look, in all seriousness, I go, I go back to, I go back to this thing. I, I think I've told you this before and I'll, I'll tell you it again, because this is to me what anyone trying to enter this world and not just, again, I don't think this applies to advertising. I think this yeah. is like business in general. Yeah. Again, that movie that I, that I keep referencing in this context yes. is uh, Hired Guns. Yeah. It's a documentary about musicians that are are paid for to play on albums. Wow. And um, there's an interview with Rob Zombie and he says, uh, he says, you know, people think you just got to know how to play guitar to be in a band, right? And he goes, uh, there are three things you need to have to be in a su successful band. You got to obviously have the talent. You got to fit the brand and you got to get along with people. Yeah. And I would argue that getting along with people, one. particularly in a band, context is probably even more important. Yeah. You can be a shitty player, but get along with everybody. They want you in the band. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, Once I mean, We're Brothers, have you seen that? No. What is it? Once We're Brothers, about the band, the, the how the band fell apart, the journey of the band. Oh, no. It's, no. it's all with Robbie Robinson. Oh, Jesus. I'll have to watch that. It's incredible. Yeah. You'll love it. No, I love that stuff. But it's really what you're talking about here. Yeah. How those relationships went, you know, drugs and fame and fortune. Yeah. It just destroyed great friendship. Well, we've heard that story a thousand times, yes, right? Yes. The, the business gets in the way. This is why I always love when you hear about bands like the Tragically Hip did this, yeah. uh, you know, where they they split it five ways. No, no debates about, I think ACDC did this, yeah. you know, like it was very clear. Utilitarian. We all get the same guys. We're not going to make arguing about money the reason this goes to shit. Somebody should have told the Eagles that. <laughs> well, right? Yeah. And so many other bands that couldn't, couldn't do it, you yeah. know? Uh, the Black Crows was yeah. the same problem. The two brothers couldn't figure it out. Couldn't get you along. Know? Yeah. And it's funny because they start the band, yeah. you know? So um, I'm, I'm finding these days when I'm talking to people trying to break in, that's the, that's that's what I'm telling them. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? You, look, first and foremost, let's have a look and make sure your work is where it See should be. you're meant to be here, not right. somewhere else. Exactly. So we'll check your skill. Right. right. Can you play the guitar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, let's talk a little bit. Yeah. Right. Let's find out who you are a little bit. Let's mm. find out if we think you're going to fit here. Yeah. Let's figure out if you're going to get along with us. Yeah. Uh, or, or we're going to get along with you. Yeah. Um, are you right for this tribe? And, you know, looking back, I mean, it was purely accidental, but I mean, my, I think I told you this before. I was never the best guy when I started. I, in fact, I would, you know, I wouldn't say it was worse, but I wasn't the best. And I actually made a conscious decision, you know, to, to be one that people liked working with yeah as a way to hopefully get more opportunities right and so i just wanted to be easy to work with yeah 
And I will tell you, that did more for me in the early years Attitude. of my career yeah. than everything else. Yeah. Like I was not the best at all. No. Not even close. Attitude, attitude, attitude. Attitude. And so that's that's what I'd say to a lot of people is is like, there's no problem being persistent. Like, stay on me. You want yeah. me to hire you? Stay close. Because yeah. when I have a vacancy, yeah. I need this solved quickly. Oh, yeah. So if you're top of mind, as long as you're top of mind and not a pain in my ass. Yeah then I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to want to talk to you, yeah. you know? And so be persistent, but be likable. Yeah. You know, be someone that someone goes, I think we want this person around. And if you can do that, I think your odds are better. Yeah. You know, I don't know that that's the secret, but it certainly doesn't hurt. Anything else you got for us? Oh my God. Are we done already? I love We're this. Yeah. <laughs> Through it, I know. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. So I got to tell you, watch this movie. Yeah, that I watched last night, chasing, chasing the present. I yeah. think it was called chasing the present. My brother passed it on to me, and, and uh, on Netflix. Sorry, Apple TV. Apple TV. Okay. And it's all about this guy who um, is a successful uh, entrepreneur, yeah. but riddled with anxiety and and struggling with it. Oh, I'm gonna love this. Yeah, and he takes this journey. He goes, he travels, and he goes and he visits, you know, uh, monks, and he and he and he's in <sighs> search of like. What's, what's the meaning? What's the trick to yeah, all this? Yeah. You know? And he and he does come up with a couple of things, but the most interesting part of the movie to me is that throughout it, there's this thread of a conversation between this guy and his father. Wow. And his father's got a very different attitude towards all that stuff. But you can see as, as the conversation goes on, his father's attitude starts to shift and he starts to kind of listen to him. And it's just, it's just really good. Like, um, well, there's a couple of things that we enjoyed about it. One, once again, it's another acknowledgement, right? Of what we're all dealing with on some level. Yeah. And it's also this like journey that you don't have to take on your own, but you can recognize that, yeah, you know what? A little soul searching, a little intro, intro perspective, if that's a word, mm. um, and a little quiet, you know, goes a long it way. It goes a long way. Yeah. And, and it was just like, wow. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. And this is, you know, when you find yourself looking for space and you find yourself looking for, you know, some calm, that's the reason. Yeah. You know, you're trying to fucking just chill out. Yeah. Do a gut check. Yeah. And your body's screaming at you to do it and you can't hear it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good one. Yeah. Watch that one. Buddy, this has been great. Always yeah, great. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Um, I, again, I could sit here all day and do this. I it's, know. Uh, well, we keep inventing ways to bring you back. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> yeah, man. We're going to end up doing our own podcast pretty Let's soon. Here, I'm in, man. It's fun. Thanks again for having me. It's always a, it's always a pleasure, man. Anytime. It. That's it for us. Thanks, Sean. Bye-bye. We really love hearing these stories from our creative community. So stay tuned as we will be inviting more folks to come and chat with us. This podcast has been brought to you by Jive Photographic Productions. From branding images to droning to podcasts, we are your one-stop shop for multimedia. Want to learn more? Check out jivephotographic.com. Until next time, keep it creative.